Merry Christmas, everyone. I'm going to do this because I, um, I'm making this episode uh, now because um, basically this is something that's been festering in my head. Um, I've talked about it before, but I just wanted to get something out for the holiday before I like go and um, meet family and whatnot. Upon me recording, this is like 11 in the morning. But um, <laughs> uh, I generally just wanted to talk about something because I've been you know seeing news about everything and all that. And it's just, you know, it's really cool that um, the Spider-Man No Way Home movie is actually making, is basically on his way to making a billion dollars at the time of me recording this. Um, so most likely it'll probably already hit that that mark um, even after. And I think this is even without China, um, even viewership or anything like that. So like, that's even crazier. But um, realistically, I just wanted to talk about something in terms of my overall opinion for the movie and then something um, coming off the heels of a, a YouTuber named Young Ripper five nine who I look at and um he actually had a statement that I thought was um really real realistically I was like you know he's he is completely right in his opinion like he has he is absolutely right in his opinion in terms of he was like he does not want to see the movie nor does he wish to um review it or talk about it or anything like that because those movies are not really meant for him he realistically has had enough of seeing characters that he likes being twisted in a way in order for people to make a quick buck off of them. So, you know, um, and essentially he doesn't really find a, a reason behind looking at it. Now, if you know anything about his content or whatnot, then you would know that he is someone who's been adamant against, about this for a very long time. And so this isn't anything new upon listening to him and whatnot. And then there's a lot of uh, other YouTuber reviewers and comic book fans out there that essentially have, generally all really leaned towards the same viewpoint when it came to a bunch of stuff as far as superhero movies, MCU shit, comic book things and all that to where, you know, they call it the bullshit when they see it, you know, they judge those movies critically and fairly. They talk about the highs and the lows and whatnot, you know, uh, generally everyone got in on Captain Marvel because they should have, because that was a shoehorn of a character done in a way that was just really ridiculous and it just ruined a whole bunch for a bunch of people that were interested in the mcu just because disney wanted to make a girl be the next leader of the avengers and no one was going for it because it wasn't there was no thought put into it they just decided to throw her in there so having that viewpoint and basis behind a lot of things that he says it's totally cool and understandable that he would say what he said about spider-man now me personally huge spider-man fan um so i indulge and i've seen all of the movies, I look at anything and everything that is Spider-Man. I know way more about it than anything else. And in fact, I don't really care about Marvel Comics. I just like Spider-Man. Same thing for DC. I don't really care about DC. I just like Batman. And it's my interest in um, it's my interest in those characters that essentially expanded knowledge towards other characters that have dealt with them. Um, it's like, yeah, I might have you know people that I like, uh, Hulk, Deadpool, um, Wolverine, and stuff like that. And so I know a lot of information about them, but essentially it's the same train of thought. I don't really care about X-Men as a whole. I just really like Wolverine. Um, so to understand Wolverine, you got to understand the X-Men because guess who Wolverine is a part of? The fucking X-Men. So you see what I'm saying? Um, so essentially it's like, um, I totally understood why he was saying what he's saying about Spider-Man though. It's like, even though I'm a huge fan, it's not like I was like, yeah, but his 
like, but you still need to see this movie because it's Spider-Man. It's different from everything else. No, no, no. Like he totally right in his, um, in what he said. Now, if anything, what he brought up was something that I thought was honestly horrible in terms of, uh, you know, this being the approach to someone who has been so adamant against a bunch of the bullshit that has come out of uh, the MCU or comic books in general, or just superhero movies as a whole. But for him to basically be um, discredited or essentially people getting upset at him simply because the movie is something that they liked now, that is a reason or a cause for, you know, him to change his opinion or to go against something he's already stated. And that's why I can find horrible because I don't believe that in the slightest. Now, I've talked about this already in um, the review I did for this uh, movie that I did along with um, my brother, um, Batman Ed, uh, that's my younger brother, you know, because we saw it together. But um, I did not think this movie was like the greatest. It wasn't the best Spider-Man movie, nor was it a um, an amazing Spider-Man movie. If a damn sure wasn't even a good movie. But, you know, it just, it hit the mark where it hit, and that's it. If anything, I totally understand it and get exactly everything that comes with that mindset of, you know, essentially sticking with sticking with your laurels, really, and being like, no, you know, you, you call out bullshit when you see bullshit. And realistically, I am far more confounded with the fact that these people who generally were in the scope of critically reviewing everything or talking about stuff as if, you know, going, going through like people I've seen review shit that are literally going through stuff and look at like every single frame, um, every single frame of a scene or every single dialogue choice and characters reasons why I would trust their, um, opinion when it came to reviewing and talking about stuff has now really been put into question because, you know, it's, it's seldom, you know, people do shit where they talk about something and it's like they hold it in a higher regard. And it's like, well, I know what kind of person you are and I know what kind of things you like. So, of course, you would think this is good, but that doesn't mean that it necessarily resonates with me. But at the same time, it's people who essentially looked at everything else the MCU has done and all of the other shitty Spider-Man movies that they made under the umbrella of an, under the MCU and they've questioned it, had issues with it, talked about the problems that it's had. But, you know, you still might have liked some parts, but you still brought up a bunch of other things that were, like, kind of ridiculous within those movies. And that was just, that was fine and dandy. And so, you know, I was okay with that. Because it's like, hey, if you're catching yourself under that umbrella where it's like, yo, you're still holding out hope that they do well with these characters and whatnot, that's that's fine. That's cool. But, and then realistically, because of my admiration for that character, you know, I would hold him under far more scrutiny than I would any other character because I know about him. I know Spider-Man. So that was something that was understood. I, I understood that factor and I, you know, would could easily distance myself from that situation because of that. But considering this movie, No Way Home, I have had a plethora of questions in the fact that everyone's just gushing over how great this movie is. Well, that is far from the case. And I literally would compare it to Spider-Man 3 at this point. Because Spider-Man 3 is a movie I call a 50-50. Half of it is good, half of it is terrible. And that is the same thing with No Way Home. Half of it is good, half of it is just fucking terrible. And I stand by that statement. 
because that's exactly what I think. Yes, seeing Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire in the movies and them having uh, just a, a wonderful chemistry and a back and forth between them, some of the characters that they interacted with, well, generally only Andrew, because um, they really missed out with that with Toby. Um, but their interactions, their chemistry, being able to associate with Tom Holland and all that actually flowing seamlessly, never really being awkward or cringy, but enjoyable all the way through. That was cool. The rest of the movie does not have that charisma, that charm. And I understand people essentially getting blinded by that factoid and then just letting that small moment of charm overshadow everything else that this movie had to offer that essentially was was just fucking horrible. Um, the shoehorning in Zendaya and the fat friend, and I'm going to continuously say that because that's what he is, um, shoehorning Zendaya and the fat friend into every nook and cranny of everything in order to make you remember that they're relevant. I mean, exactly how different is that than Pepper Potts getting the Iron Man armor that's better than the armor that Iron Man has? I don't I don't understand why people aren't putting together the this is the exact same trick that was done in the endgame movie to, to corner reference in the endgame movie, which is where you spent two hours and 30 minutes of looking at this somber bullshit, trying to expel as much little emotional of tragedy and like small little jokes here and there in order to have this action payoff that essentially kind of boiled down to a bunch of bullshit or more so references to things that were just speculated up until that point. Captain America and Thor's hammer being the biggest one because, you know, whatever. Um, So I totally, well, I, I totally don't understand why that's what's going on with this movie. Like, why are people so easy and um, so quick to just drop to the sides and just be like, no, 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 this movie fixed all of this and fixed all of that or did this to this character from Amazing Spider-Man, this is a character from Toby's Spider-Man. I don't give a fuck. That's not what this movie... This movie is Tom Holland's Spider-Man's third movie. And this is flowing off of him being introduced into the MCU. So that means that the Doctor Strange in the MCU that they have in this movie isn't working correctly. Because this isn't what that Doctor Strange character has been doing. The actions that um, Tom Holland are, are um, the actions that he's taken when it comes to these characters and himself aren't vindictive of this character because that's not who he was up until this point. Trying to instill with great power comes great responsibility after he's already been fucking Spider-Man and not even mentioning Uncle Ben at this point in time is even more outrageous. And that's just on the character standpoint or knowing anything about Spider-Man in general. But if you're trying to break up or talk about shit that was already been done in the MCU, he already stated a with great power comes great responsibility moment when he first was introduced in Civil War. And then you guys glossed over it because you wanted to make him suffer because that is what Spider-Man is known for doing. And essentially you totally um, disregard the aspect of these movies and this character suffering in a way that would actually make sense in accordance to him rather than just that what would be so detrimental or terrible for Peter Parker or for our Spider-Man that would essentially just make everyone go, yeah, this is what makes him relevant. This is why he's so relatable. No, they completely missed the mark on that one. Killing Aunt May, having him essentially come to the mindset of a 
when people get close to me or they know my identity, they can get hurt and you do it in the, the laziest way possible by just having Zendaya have a cut over her head and that be enough for him to just kind of give up everything with her. That that was something that was completely and shockingly done in the movie and I heavily criticize it for it. But I'm not seeing anyone else do it, which is what's confusing to me. Glaring issues that essentially... I looked on like that I noticed just upon viewing the movie once and then people who generally make a fucking career out of reviewing and criticizing movies are not they're not talking about this it's not coming up they are not handling this movie in a way that I would respect an actual I would I would expect as a respect <laughs> the, um, in a way that I would expect an actual critic to handle said movie and instead Everyone is dancing in the palm of Disney's hand because this isn't going to change their overall direction or the general idea behind these movies. They're going to keep doing the bullshit that they keep doing. I've already committed and said it's good that this movie did well by not following the um, the same uh, strategy that MCU has been having or Disney has been having with movies. But that doesn't mean that what it did was something that it generally should be copied and revered. This was a sloppy way of handling the character, as well as trying to fix a character that they themselves have already ruined, and then in the, under the same cusp of just using nostalgia to essentially trick a bunch of people into thinking that, oh no, this means that it's good. When that doesn't mean anything. It just means that you you understand and know this reference. But think, of, think about it from the standpoint of someone who's watching these movies who didn't grow up looking at Toby or Andrew being Spider-Man first. Think of it as someone who just only seen Tom Holland and Spider-Man. Would this movie make any fucking sense? No, it wouldn't. <laughs> the the bait in of of bringing in Andrew and Toby is completely gone. So if that's the case, if you look at that movie critically with that mindset, then what does that say about this movie? You know, it, it, it I'm not saying that you shouldn't look at the movie because you know uh, uh, context. Context does matter, you know, with everything. There's like people who watch this movie now are people who grew up looking at Toby and Andrew. So, of course, they would know who that is. And this reference totally makes sense. That's why people are excited and they love it and everything like that. I get that this movie is not going on with a whole bunch of woke nonsense because it's not shoehorning in girl power type stuff or anything else. And that's fine. People are tired of seeing that in movies. I get that. But that does not mean that simply because something does not mention it, that means that we need to lower the standard and in terms of how we actually review it, because now all of a sudden something that they're known for doing, which is bullshit, just is not in this movie, which generally is bullshit. And it was like, well, at least they didn't have woke nonsense. That doesn't mean that it gets a grade up. That means that you keep it at another stagnant. And it was like, all right, well, that's something that doesn't add on negativity towards it. But that does not mean that this gets a pass into an automatic A when you're clearly dealing with a C-ranked movie. Like, this is not that good of a movie. The story is not that well done. The plot is held together by fucking string. Certain character dynamics and actions don't make sense outside of the confines of what the story actually led up to and what they were doing. Why the fuck was Lizard in the truck and then decide to go out and go crazy if he didn't have a reason to be afraid and work with Peter if they were threatened with dying in the first place, but then the story has never equated that that would be something that would happen to them. It, if they if they betrayed Peter, Zendaya and Fat Frame were supposed to push the button and then it would make all of them disappear. But they did not do that. 
why did they not do that? That is a huge glaring issue that makes the entire plot fall apart. But instead, you use that as a jumping off point just to introduce Toby and Andrew. And seeing that as something that I was in the movie theater just wrecking my brain over because I was so confused as to what was going on. And it and it's something that just, if someone who understood fucking storytelling better could have handled that, an easy dialogue fix, an easy little moment that you could have clarified. Having Green Goblin or, or um, Lizard, one of the many scientists, be able to track Zendaya and the Fat Friend, get the box, and then figure out that they can't destroy it, but instead try to hide it away. Something else. And then you would still have a moment where Spider-Man gets the box back or they get it back or whatever. You figure out a way to work around whatever it is you got going on that explains why these characters would do what they do. But why did Sandman go crazy? His ass isn't a bad guy. <laughs> it's like, this is the Sandman from the end of the Spider-Man 3 movie. He's not a bad guy. He knows exactly that Peter Parker is um, Spider-Man. So that means that this is him at the end. So what, what exactly were you trying to accomplish? Like you weren't accomplishing anything in a grounded or a well thought out standpoint. You were just trying to lure in and, in, and you were luring in and you got a whole bunch of people hyped off of the things that were cool and were interesting. Sure. But the movie itself doesn't hold water. It can't, it, it has so many fucking holes in it. So many noticeable, understandably big holes in it. And seeing normal people look at these movies and just blissfully understand it and, and eat it up, I get that. They do that shit all the time. We make, they make stupid movies every fucking day and people just eat them up. And that nothing I can do about that. <laughs> nothing I can do about that. That's why I'm bitching and moaning right now. Nothing I can do about that. But to the people who actually have an amalgam of respect or an idea of criticizing or contributing to talking about movies, this is where I draw the fucking line. This is the problem that I'm having to where you guys are now inadvertently becoming the puppets of the corporations that you so usual that you usually mock and criticize for not holding a higher regard towards shit that you yourself hold in a high regard. These people who claim to love comic books and um, these characters and want to see them done right, when they get anything that essentially is just in the positive spectrum of what they generally want, then they, they lose their fucking mind. They just, they just absolutely eat this shit up. And I, I say, look back towards, um, because a uh, uh, perfect example is the movie Batman Begins. If you've ever seen Batman Begins and you would know, that movie is shit. In the, in the actual trilogy that was done in the Dark Knight trilogy, Batman Begins is the weakest of those movies. But as well, Batman Begins is one of the worst concepts that's ever been done in terms of Bruce Wayne and then showcasing him becoming Batman. As it's a motherfucker who essentially didn't even start training until he was well within his 20s after he was beat up by some gangsters when he tried to kill a mob boss or whatever with a gun. Things that Bruce Wayne has never done in terms of trying to be that he was Bruce Wayne. And then you had his origin correlate to him being trained by the League of Shadows and Ra's al Ghul. Stuff that just doesn't even begin to make any goddamn sense as far as Batman lore goes. And the movie itself was horrible. Everything that was going on was dumb. Him having a childhood friend 
or people that he could possibly go to after the death of his parents doesn't even begin to add on to the commitment of his crazy. That's why he becomes Batman. But completely, when it like when it came out, this movie was held in such the highest fucking regards as one of the best Batman movies that have ever been created. And it is not. That movie isn't, I, I basically would put that movie in the same realm of Batman and Robin because it was just that stupid. It's not interesting or worth a watch. And Batman Returns, I mean, um, The Dark Knight Returns is a much better movie than that one. And I enjoy that movie because of all the fucking quotes that come from um, Bane's mouth. I just love those quotes. Uh, not Bane, but I love those quotes. <laughs> but I remember adamantly seeing people who actually write for Batman comics when that movie came out and interviews and whatnot. It was like one guy who was a writer for Batman, been a writer for Batman for years. And uh, if I if I remember correctly, he stated in an interview that he was like, I, I cried when I saw Batman Begins because I was like, finally, they did Batman right. And I remember going back and thinking out of my mind, I was like, did you not watch that fucking movie? Nothing in the beginning of that movie was Batman. That movie is barely Batman. <laughs> it was like it, He does Batman stuff when he puts on the cowl, but other than that, everything should have been, what the fuck is going on? That should have been your mindset when looking at that because you are a writer for Batman. You supposedly know a lot about Batman. So why is it that now all of a sudden, because you're seeing him in a dark brooding manner and being handled in a way to where you know, good action shots, set pieces, and you just have an amazing director behind the movie and is, um, and is placating it without the mindset of, you know, a bunch of puns and quips and whatnot, which is also really vindictive of Batman because that's how Batman was within the comics as well as the Batman within the 80s. Let's not act like this shit didn't exist. Why is it that that is something that you looked upon and you was like, finally, it was done right? When there's glaring fucking issues with the movie. And it wasn't until The Dark Knight came out that people understood and criticized and then talked about Batman Begins as the piece of shit movie that it was. And they scrutinized it and talked about it in a great extent and a huge deal because they should have a long time ago. But now that you had a better movie by comparison, oh, well, yes, The Batman Begins had problems. But what I'm getting at is that that's the exact same problem that's going on with the Spider-Man movie right now. You generally have people who essentially looked at these movies and they understood, yo, this was shit. This is bad. There's something wrong here. This does not all stack up correctly. Even if this is pretty an okay movie, it does have problems. And it's okay if you like, you know, you can ignore those problems or you like, you know, you, you want to ignore those problems or you don't think those problems are that major or something that, that needs to be held in that high regard. That's fine. But to completely ignore it as if this is not what makes up a movie, if this is not what this media is about, this storytelling, the structure of characters, the plot, everything that's going on, the action scenes, the set pieces, if all of that shit does not compile together and make up a movie, exactly what the fuck are you, what, what the fuck are you interested in? What are you getting at? What exactly is it that, that like, that that's the, the money-making um, golden ticket to make a movie because obviously nostalgia is one generally having something interesting or fun being done at the end of the movie to just ignore and gloss over all of the other glaring issues in the movie is is another one and then just 
introducing or alluding to a bunch of bullshit within the first act of the movie to slowly set up something that doesn't make sense within the universe that these movies are a part of also um, is something that can be done as far as the MCU is concerned. And I have a huge problem with this. I have a problem with the movie essentially not having anyone on Spider-Man's side, considering the fact that the world knows he's a fucking Avenger, as well as someone who is associated with the Avenger. And as much as they held Tony Stark as the face of everything MCU and how much everyone was criticizing and commending Spider-Man in that universe to take on the um, to take on the role as the next Tony Stark, why all of a sudden would everyone immediately jump against him? Doesn't make any goddamn sense. It's stuff like that that's done that make me question the severity, not the severity, but the integrity of the movie, as well as the integrity of people who actually watch the movie. Because all of that can easily be forgotten, because what they're looking at right now is something that they can just, yeah, they're shutting their brain off, they're enjoying themselves, fine. But to sit there and ignore that stuff outright. To just claim that this movie is just a perfect 10 out of 10. To, to, to believe that this movie has absolutely nothing fucking wrong with it whatsoever. All of that, to me, in terms of people who job or they spend their time criticizing movies or going out their way to criticize movies, is something that's completely deplorable. I find that disgusting. That's what I'm having an issue with. The movie has problems. Yes, the movie is an enjoyable movie. Yes, regular people would totally um, disagree with everything that I said. Of course they would. Most of them are idiots. <laughs> a person is smart. People are stupid. <laughs> Men in black. Um, uh, but someone whose job it is to criticize movies, to talk realistic about movies, to get to the knitting gritty and then have their own general feelings and ideals towards the movies and then basically let it let the world know about that whether or not it is in the realm of being good or bad which is literally why people come up to you for the criticism in the first fucking place is something that you need to hold true because if you don't have any fucking integrity when it comes to this then what the fuck do i need to look at you for and then it's like yeah as critic as critically as i hold up movies and talk about movies and whatnot i still enjoy other people's different takes on movies because a lot of times if anything i like looking at different people's takes towards a movie and where it puts a different perspective for me and where i understand other things not that they're completely agreeing with me but that hey upon watching the Zack snyder film i looked at the uh, what's name mauler do basically break down the Zack snyder cut of justice league and then essentially like say um then essentially bring up stuff in greater detail than what i initially thought which was that the original Justice League movie was a much better film than compared to the Zack Snyder cut, which honestly had a bunch of uh, added shit onto it, sure. But the movie wasn't good. <laughs> if anything, it was just over, it was bloated and really ridiculous. But seeing his, um, seeing his take on it when he basically broke it down and went through it and everything, there was a bunch of different moments that I didn't even piece together because I only saw the movie once. It was four hours fucking long. I didn't really retain everything that well because I'm not really that interested in anything that's going on because my dude is Batman. <laughs> but the stuff that I liked about the Justice League movie was completely taken out. And it was a bunch of things that was like character wise that I kind of was like building off of from what the original Justice League movie did. The Snyder cut itself disregarded those things entirely. And 
I like the fact that he like and when he brought that stuff up and talked about that, I like that. But I am now at an impasse to where I just have so many people gushing and talking about how great this movie is and how amazing it is. And I'm looking at no one bring up anything else about this movie. No one talking about any of the issues that they had going on with it. Hell, um, just seeing so many people talk about how fucking fun it is. It's just a fun movie. It's fun, fun, fun. And now essentially just being put into that realm where everything is excusable as long as you don't have woke the message type shit into it. And as long as you deviate away from that, then people will just eat up anything and everything because this is what's not the norm anymore. Just being a movie, which is what it got, used to be criticized from. And it was like, it's just a movie. We'll criticize this movie. Now it's getting to the point where this movie does or does not have the message inside of it. Well, if it does not, then it's a good movie. If it does, well, now let's find out exactly how bad that message ruins this movie. And since we've reached that impasse, I believe that we have set back in terms of the quality of film or just overall intentiveness when it comes towards viewing or establishing movies. For as much as these people like to hold up shit like um, Star Wars or Alien or um, just generally movies that came out either in the 70s or 80s that they hold in the highest regard because they weren't afflicted with dumb shit like um, identity crisis, like how about identity crises, <laughs> um, but diversity, wokeness and all that crap. Now we're at a point where it's just, if if it doesn't have it, it's an automatic pass. And I just find that disgusting, considering how high regard you held everything else. But I'm in it there. This has been another episode of Fun with Flame. I've been your host, Daniel the Flame. I wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. That's it.